0: Hey everyone, welcome to 24Point where we talk about the tools, techniques, and trials of designing and developing software in a digital agency. I'm Jeff Rock, co-founder of Moblux, and today I'll be talking to our Director of Design, Chris Lewis, about all things design systems, what they are, why we use them, and how we use them in a team environment. Chris Lewis, I am director of design here at MobileX. Great, and uh, how long have you been designing professionally? Let's see. So I started out doing sort of uh,
1: print identity work, moved into doing the digital stuff. Uh, it's been about eleven years now,
0: total. Total. And what part of digital design do you really gravitate towards at this point?
1: So. I think it's the flexibility of it all. Um, You know, with print, you're working in very fixed mediums, very fixed dimensions, um, you know, and there's certain things that just aren't possible, right? Like motion is impossible in print. Um, So I think that aspect of it, of just being sort of alive in a sense and always changing is really what I'm drawn to.
0: What part... Of working in a digital agency would you say is the best part?
1: Definitely I think the best part of working in a digital agency is that you are always doing something different. Uh, I think it forces you to sort of get embedded into whatever sort of business sector or you know type of work that you're doing. It could be a grocery store one day and it could be um, working for some fintech company the next, and it's your job to become very familiar with that subject matter um, so that you can speak to it and design effectively. So definitely the variety of work keeps you sharp on many levels. Um,
0: yeah, you tend to learn a lot about a niche subject sometimes, and then you work on it for a little while, put it down, then work on something completely different. Um, and I found that that really speaks to a certain problem solving mentality. People that really love it are people that just love problems, right? So on the flip side of that, what's the worst part of working in a digital agency right now?
1: I think the worst part of working in a digital agency is sometimes, you know, it's better, sometimes it's worse, but it's gotta be a uh, timeline sometimes. I think because the world that we live in, these. Problems are getting more complex that need to be solved, and technology is always improving and getting better, and there's more things that are possible. So allowing enough time to establish uh, the true problem that you are solving uh, and knowing that you're going down sort of the right path um, can be hard when you don't give yourself enough time to really explore all those options. There's probably a better way of saying that.
0: There's a better way of saying everything, that's pretty good. (laughs) So uh, one of the things I want to talk to you about is design systems. I feel like that's moved the work here um, further, faster. It's gotten a lot better since the concept was introduced. Um, So what's the point of a design system?
1: The point of a design system is to have a really succinct, cohesive um, list that's visual of all the things that you use for the product, right? That could be... Type styles, you know, buttons, form elements, uh, patterns, things that you use to build the product, right? It's your ingredient list. Um, But the other side of it is also um, can be principles, right? It's sort of if we were to bring somebody new onto a project, they could, you know, theoretically come to this system, understand the grids, uh, spacing for things, language that's meant to be used. Uh, and the principles for what this thing is meant to do. So holistically, it's kind of a snapshot of everything that we're trying to accomplish in UI, but also from just a service standpoint as well for that product.
0: Do you think it's helped uh, with the transition from design to development in in any way, or is it mostly a design um, exercise?
1: Yeah, design systems absolutely help with the development handoff. Um, When I first started doing this stuff, it was a lot of exporting pings, um, button styles, and things like that. But through Figma and different tools that are accessible now, um, you're looking at uh, actual inspectable pieces of code, essentially. And so developers can look at that, Get a value by hovering on it instead of measuring with like old like tools like Photoshop or whatever it is. Um, so it becomes a lot easier to organize in a single place instead of paging through pings or PDFs or
0: whatever. Or pictures of software. Which yeah, basically. Is the yeah. worst way. Because a lot of what we had started with, um, what, 10, 11 years ago mm-hmm. and moved away from is, is that waterfall. Uh, design mentality where they're just going to get a picture of the software and it's left up to them to make it. I feel like now they're able to take the design system and when, when a simple page needs to get made, they're not coming back to design necessarily for all every single view that needs to be made. They can construct uh, pages that maybe don't have as much marketing value or it's just something that needs to be made in the design system yeah it's really helped them do
1: that yeah absolutely i mean i think about the amount of time i spent early in my career agonizing over like a settings view right right? which is like who cares it's a settings view but it needs to be there and it needs to look like the rest of the thing but um it's a lot easier to say well in this view you need to be able to change these fields right and if they have just a system in terms of okay well i know that this is what the input looks like i know that they should be spaced this far apart um it's even if they have to go and just kind of build something and have a designer or somebody else, product manager, look at it and assess like, okay, yeah, this is good. It moves the, the needle and the sort of timeline on that thing so far forward um, that's just so much more efficient and effective.
0: On a product level, what do you think has been the, the most complex, largest project that utilized the design system here?
1: So we've worked on a few, I think a a really big one is Colonial Williamsburg. Uh, That's probably the biggest system that we've had just because we were coming from a place of, they had a website when they came to us and it it was pretty good, right? Like it was doing a lot of things, but there were some reasons that we were making that change. And so we kind of had to evaluate everything that their current system was doing, pull that over, Figure out if it would work in the new system. If it did work, we had to sort of refactor it to, you know, work with the new styles. And then we had to add on top of that, right? So it is a little bit of culling the old stuff and adding the new to get something that is still, you know, cohesive. Sometimes they have to be huge, but uh, like if you look at IBM or yeah, Apple sure. or anything, they're like huge systems. But uh, that's a big
0: one. For sure, that we've worked on, do you think there's a project that's too small for a design system?
1: I don't think that any
0: project is too
1: small for a design system. I think it's what you the 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 effort that you put into making it could be a little bit different, right? Like if you have a single page website that you just need to say, this is the type style and these are the buttons. Yeah, like a marketing page. Right, right. it's very different than if you had something like Colonial Wimsburg. But the value is always there to document it in terms of saying, look, if we're gonna make a new page, we have these buttons that are like nicely collected into yeah. this place, right? And so I don't think any project is too small. I think that you really have to assess um, at the start Again, like what's the effort that you want to put into it? How big is this thing meant to scale? How many designers will you have working on it? Um, Things like that, which obviously will increase the size and the time spent maintaining. But it's always a good idea.
0: Sure. I don't think we've run into any situation where we regretted it, right? We just had to get into the habit of budgeting for the time to do the design system, finding a designer that could work on it. Um, because yeah, I think that everybody in the end benefits from that documentation, including the client, right? Cause there's a leave behind a design system that helps them understand their, their type settings and sizes and weights and, and the palette that they used, um, that comes out of the, that effort. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's go to any, any website, use any product. Right. And what you'll see is, um hopefully you won't see the system, you'll just experience the thing, right? And so if somebody were to ask you, well, like, what's the system here? Yeah. You, you wouldn't know, right? And so to have that be in a place where you can go and almost, it's like Legos, right? You, you blow the thing apart into all of its pieces and then suddenly when they're all laid out for you, it becomes clear how you use them,
0: right? It's like- Such uh, a beautiful mind. Yeah, see <laughs> <It's> everywhere. <laughs> you see it when mean, you, but it's true. You can look at that and go, man, that that unit would actually work really well over here.
1: Right, right. and Rob, I always remember this, Rob Green, who's director of brand here uh, in college, he made a poster about Taco Bell in Chipotle and how, I think it was Chipotle, I'm pretty sure it's. Yeah, and so, Uh, how Taco Bell could benefit from having a menu structure that's like Chipotle, right? Um, Where it's really just three ingredients, right? You have meat, you have cheese, and you have a tortilla. And you can use those same three ingredients to make a million different dishes, right? Mm -hmm. But when you break it apart, to sort of the system at Chipotle is like, look, you, you don't have a bunch of menu items. You have tacos, you have a burrito, and you have a bowl, right? But those, that system is, well, I want a bowl or a, you know, a tortilla, and then you're picking all the ingredients. So it's endless combinations, but it's the same stuff. And yeah. it, it ultimately creates something that comes from Chipotle, and it feels like Chipotle. So uh, that's kind of the, the difference, right? Is that Chipotle is using a system Taco Bell is as delicious as it is.
0: <laughs> There's no system. No, there isn't. They're trying to convince you that every product is a unique, special Type thing of, of video. Let's talk about trends um, in design right now. I know that tools are always, a hot topic of contention on what tool you should be using. So if you're building design systems and maybe we can say at MobileX the way that we're building design systems now, what are the preferred tools that you're using?
1: Yeah. So we at MobileX are using Figma now as our primary design tool. Um, It effectively allowed us to kind of cut out, you know, three tools and use one instead. In the past we would use, uh, Sketch to do the actual design. We would use Envision to sort of host and screen share for client reviews, design reviews, things like that, some documentation. Uh, and then we would also use Zeppelin for the development handoff. And that is a perfectly good flow for yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, those tools are great. Yeah, and for us, I think just trying to consolidate and figure out is there a, a better way for us to work we landed um, at Figma. You know, Figma had been around for a while before we switched to it, which was last year. Um, and the reason we like it is just because of how easy it is to collaborate. Uh, I really like the aspect or the idea that when someone is designing uh, a view, they are working in a platform, they can share that link with someone on their team that's going to be developing it, and that same File is what the developer is using to get the measurements to see what the colors are, you know, because there's a little bit of if you don't do it right um, when you export things between uh, oh, yeah. platforms, like there's just a little like digital hoodoo that goes on. Well, I
0: this this is the dream, yeah. Now, I mean, 10 years ago, I remember we we're building it, I just pixel by pixel making interfaces in Photoshop, and then I would export them. And, yep. I remember when GitHub Pages came along; that was like yeah. a miracle. And we'd put them in there like a wiki, and we'd store everything on Dropbox, and we'd be making all these links. But now it's just one cloud-based
1: yeah. platform, and it's awesome. But it definitely it illuminates the the need for you to be thinking about things as a system, anyway. Because with so much freedom and so much flexibility, um, it's kind of like you can make it whatever you want which uh, i like about design and organization it's the same reason i find writing stuff in like javascript very hard because you're basically like make it up and uh with this like it enables you to uh do a lot and kind of create your own rules to fit your own organization and the way that you work so uh the collaboration aspect of it has been um unbeatable honestly uh, with other tools that I've seen. And everybody's trying to work towards that model. Like Sketch has Sketch Teams now, I think, and uh, Adobe XD is is doing stuff. So there's a lot, the important thing is that everybody is moving in this direction, yeah. which is like to make life easier for the people designing and building this stuff. And so it's really just on us to use those tools to actually make it organized.
0: Yeah, and the time savings to not accidentally lose a file or the naming scheme got in the way and somebody's on version one when you're on version 2.3 like when you're billing by the hour yep those kinds of mistakes they they can cost you know literally cost your organization money yeah so being able to take points of failure out of the stack is a big deal and i think that it's it's Led towards us getting things done more accurately mm-hmm. and, and better quality.
1: Yeah, I agree with that 100. It's um, it's definitely been a game changer to not have to go uh, dig in the fu- like in uh, either Dropbox or Drive to find a file to download it. You know, to pause syncing on your computer. It's just, it's all there. It's web based, um, so you know that things are going to be rendering really well. And it's just, it's cutting out a lot of these little things that you got to go and like check back on, uh, to make sure that stuff is being implemented as it, as it should. So it's been really good for us so far.
0: It's really wild to me that the browser has gone from being the the bane of every developer's existence in a way, um, to being the boon. I mean, yeah. Entire code editors are now written on the back of, of, you know, um, Different web frameworks, these design tools that are mm-hmm. accurately rendering to the pixel—it's um, pretty amazing to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, if you think about just the the two the two sort of applications that I use the most every day would be Figma and Slack, and both of those are web based. And honestly, you don't need to have the app. The app is like.
0: You just need 16 gigs of RAM to do yeah. anything. I <laughs> yeah. if it's it true. wasn't for that, if you yeah, figure out how to get over that hill, I think the, the world would change again. Yeah. Because you could do more with less computer, with less processor. Right. But I don't know that we're ever going back.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, it's, it's interesting. We'll see. I mean, I feel like people are revisiting old ideas um, with new perspective all the time, which is important because... You learn new things, but sometimes you can learn a lot from
0: mistakes or, or successes that you've made in the past, too. So yeah. so I think uh, I want to talk a little bit about the state of the world and how it's impacted us, how COVID is, has impacted work at Mobilux, right? Because we were very used to being all together. We come in every day. We're booking conference rooms. You know, we're mm-hmm. sitting next to each other. And now we're in a world where we're eight feet away right now. Right. Um, and we don't know what collaboration in, on the design team is going to look like going forward. So how do you feel about it coming back together? Like, what does the future look like for design right now?
1: The future for design is interesting. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. But in the, in the now... It was very, I was concerned in the beginning, right? Because like every company that wasn't a remote company, we were doing something different and, and quickly, right? It wasn't like yeah. we had time to say, okay, well, we're gonna be doing this. It was just one day we made the decision and, and it was the right decision. But that in and of itself was kind of nice because it forced everyone to really be sort of with it, right, and, and highly yeah. communicative and almost um, even more collaborative than we already were because everybody is kind of missing that connection. So I think that it, uh, it makes you want to reach out even more and and communicate. And so I am just incredibly happy that we switched to Figma prior to all this happening because it hasn't been as drastic of a, a thing to get used to. Right. And so, While I do miss being here and and being able to talk, you know, face-to-face, our efficiency has not suffered at all, and
0: effectiveness has been really good. We are, on paper, more efficient than we've ever been as a company. Right. Remotely, which shocked me. Three months went by, four months went by. I thought it was a fluke, but it is working. Yeah. Um, But what about ideation? What about sitting in front of the whiteboard? Yeah. Like, is there any direct replacement for that?
1: Um, no, I think that it's, uh, that is something that I miss a ton about being face to face. Just being able to grab a room is going to the whiteboard and just like sketching out some really goofy, um, stuff real quick, you know, erasing it, starting over, but we're managing by just having more communication, right? I think Instead of fewer meetings where it's like, all right, we're going to schedule this, uh, this sort of whiteboarding session tomorrow. There's a lot more impromptu stuff because you don't have to reserve a room, um, things like that. So we're still using Figma to try and like, it's just turned into like less of drawing on the board with your hands to yeah. scribbling pictures and taking pictures of that and sending it to Slack or just like using your mouse to draw within Figma And so while the execution is different, um, we're still – we're trying to fill that void and still not lose that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, And, you know, there's plenty of tools out there that are are whiteboarding tools, but that's just such a hard thing to replace. It doesn't
0: feel – none of them feel right.
1: Yeah, because you're just – there's something about using your hand to,
0: like – let your mind speak <laughs> for me it's looking around the room when i put something up yeah and like seeing people's eyes immediately go that is the stupidest thing i've ever seen <laughs> I, I need to see that and if i don't see that yeah i almost don't have i don't see any value in doing it that way anymore. right
1: yeah it's um it's definitely something that we're we're trying to to work through and, and maintain early collaboration right like yeah. I mentioned earlier about how the the hardest part about working at a digital agency is figuring all this stuff out sometimes on a truncated timeline yeah because there's lots and lots of complicated decision making and models that go into something that is seemingly simple right and you don't know that until you basically hash it out and the only way to do that is to have those sort of informal like Look, we're not trying to solve this thing right now. We're just trying to figure out all the things that we don't know yeah. and potential ways to solve it. You know, for when we get to that point. So, those kinds of conversations have been happening still. It's just we got to be, um, you know, really on in order to.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, really, literally on. We we instituted a policy early on when this happened that like when the meeting happens, the camera's on them. Yeah. I mean, we're we're going to try to at least see each other. I think that's a big deal. Yeah. I think you can get by, but as as anybody that's been in an hour and 45 minute long conference call can tell you, voice alone does not a meeting make. Like it just, yeah. there's something else. Uh, and as much as we complain about Zoom and Google Meet, like seeing people is still a big deal.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, People don't want to live, well, not some people do, but not everybody like wants to live in, in isolation. I think seeing faces in sort of, you know, connected to the voice is, or voice connected to the face. Is, yeah. uh, it's important just to remember kind of like who you're working with and like that personal connection, which is so important because again, it's a team effort and everybody's got ideas to bring to the table, areas of expertise. And if we forget who those people are, you know, behind that, and we just start, you know, using it as like, I'm just hearing a voice telling me something to do. You put less um, stock in that. And that's something that we haven't had an issue with. And I think it's largely thanks to that policy of when you're in a meeting, camera's on, we're trying to like make this as, you know, normal as possible. And I think every day that goes by, and the more that we do it, um, the, the better it feels and sort of more natural. And so I think honestly, whenever things do go back to being able to sort of be face to face, like desk, you know, chair by chair situation, um, this probably will have improved our communication a lot. So that's a weird sort of silver lining to this whole thing. Cool.
0: Anything else
1: to
0: add? No. This is fun. Yeah. Yeah. This has been 24 Point, a MobileUX podcast. If there's a topic you'd like to hear us cover in a future episode, email us at comments at com. And if you'd like to hear about future episodes, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts or sign up for our newsletter at mobileux.com.